You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab Podcast, episode 59. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab Podcast, where learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business, brand, and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. It's awesome to have you here. Thanks for choosing to hang out for another week. I had so many great uh, posts and so much great feedback on last week's episode, which was episode 58, about how to manage your client relationship. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure that you do. So thanks to everybody that shared it. I really do appreciate it. And it was a really great episode to do because I have so many questions that uh, clients have asked me about managing their clients as well. So love talking about these things and really happy that you find the podcast so practical. It is so important to me that what we talk about is tactical and actionable for you to do in your business on a day-to-day basis because I know that your time is valuable. So I want to make sure that it's worthwhile the time that we spend together. But hey, if you're new here and you don't know me and this is your first time on the Brand Builders Lab, then I just want to say a big welcome. It is awesome to have you here. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange. I work with women in business to help you build a confidently bold brand, get out of your own way and start playing bigger and branding bolder. Now today I am talking with Holly Brunbauer. I had to ask her how to pronounce that. Uh, (laughs) All about how she has launched a number of successful businesses. Now, the first one that she launched was Motherhood Melbourne. uh, And it was a blog and I watched it soar on Instagram. And more recently, Actually, this year, she co-founded a skincare range called Facing Motherhood. And so Holly is going to share with us today how you can launch anything, basically, whether it's a new business, a brand, a service, a product, a an event, whatever it is. These are some key steps that she has taken that has really helped her to successfully, and she has done it very successfully, launch her new business and brand. So I'm excited to share that with you. Now, before we do dive into this interview, I just want to also let you know that I am opening the doors to Amplify, which is my six-month group coaching program to help you build your personal brand. So if you are really wanting to focus in on potentially getting a book out, becoming a speaker, becoming a thought leader, running your own events and workshops, getting super clear on your message, doing a podcast, all of these things to really amplify your personal brand and take your business to a whole new level, then this one is for you. So if you want to find out more, then make sure you head over to theconnectionexchange.com forward slash amplify. Otherwise, you can send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Suze Chadwick if you've got any questions and I would be happy to answer them for you. But without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Holly, welcome to the Brand Builders Love podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Now, obviously, I've been following you for a while. We were just chatting about your different businesses. Now, for those who don't know you, I've obviously given them a little bit of an introduction. But Mm -hmm. when did you start Motherhood Melbourne, which was your first business? Yes. So I started Motherhood Melbourne just over two years ago. So it's still new. It's quite new. It's, um, It's a toddler. (laughs) we're just going to do a lot of child references in the podcast uh and what made you start that well I really started it because I wanted an opportunity to 
share my birth story. I had a really traumatic birth and I just couldn't let it go. Like it was just (laughs) one of those things, but I just couldn't find a place to share it that was safe online. So I found that there were, you know, some big media outlets that share a lot of birth stories or motherhood stories, but they were really clickbaity and they had titles that really invited trolls or invited hateful comments. And I just didn't want to share my story like that. I thought, oh my gosh, like I had an epidural. Are people going to crucify me because I didn't give birth under a waterfall? Um, And I just (laughs) was like, where do I go? So I thought, well, if I want to desperately share my story, surely there's other, I guess, normal, I put in, you know, inverted commas, normal mums that just want to share their story too. So I decided to create that space. And I just really loved also I think when I became a mum, I started discovering all these amazing like products and services that were local. And I wanted to share that too. So I really decided to niche down and make it all about Melbourne. Yeah, I love that because obviously it's called Motherhood Melbourne and it's at Motherhood Melbourne, isn't it, on Instagram? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And so, so was it just a place to connect and chat and then talk about products? Yeah, yeah. It literally just started off that way. Um, But because I did a quite interesting pre-launch strategy, um, I didn't think, like, I didn't know you could make money doing this. And that was never the goal. It was just literally to share something online. And I, you know, because of this pre-launch strategy that I did, I actually um, kind of catapulted into, I guess, you know, online marketing and um, promoting events and services and products and working with brands. And I had no idea because there's no guide on how to do that. And I've actually quit my day job and been able to take Motherhood Melbourne full time and not return after I had my second baby. Well, for somebody who didn't know anything about marketing (laughs) and brand and all that, to have a pre-launch, and I'm doing that in inverted commas, pre-launch strategy is quite a savvy thing to do. So what were you doing before you had your babies? Yes. So I was working as an e-learning coordinator and I was creating online learning at a not-for-profit. So I worked in the education sphere. I loved creating content and curriculum, um, but working in health and is quite, um, let's just say, boring. (laughs) like trying to find a really nice way it is really boring it's very dry it has to go through so many approvals so I think when I stumbled into motherhood Melbourne I was like oh I can talk like a person it's really cool and you know I started to find my type of people amazing because your insta grew quite quickly yes Yes. Okay, it's we're gonna we're yeah. gonna okay, get into it. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah, get yeah. into all of that. Yeah. But I just did want to kind of hear your beginnings and how you kind of even started that. Now, obviously, this um, well, not obviously, but in March you launched Facing Motherhood. So, yeah. do you want to tell those who have not heard of it exactly what it is? Because I know you'll describe it much better than I. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, so it is, we call it sassy self-care goodies for mums. And basically what that means is skincare for mums. We've created, uh, which is natural and it's vegan, tested on mamas and made in Melbourne. But the beautiful thing is because of Motherhood Melbourne, I came in contact with my now biz partner, Marie. And that was because I literally jumped on my Insta stories one day and said, hey guys, I go to the zoo every week. Does anyone want to hang? And Marie was one of those mums that came along and she's a skincare formulator and I didn't think anything of it. Like it wasn't a, Hey, let's collab on anything. It was just, Oh, I really like Marie. She's really cool. Like our kids are the same age. We both drink mockers. We have very similar parenting styles. And, you know, then one day the idea of skincare for mums popped into my head and it's like, well, who would I collab on that with? And of course, Marie would be that person because she knows everything about it. And it just really started in that way. Like it literally bec- like was a crazy idea and I DM'd her saying, hey, I've got this crazy idea. <laughs> like, you know, just go with it. Just hear me out. And then she didn't think it was crazy. She was like, yeah, that's actually awesome. Let's do it. And so where was she before? So she, so she's a skincare formulator. Yeah. So, she's, or, so she has another brand of skincare that she creates. And she also works in lashes as well. Um, so well, I have skin. to say, she did an Insta story about a mascara and I was like, 
what is that? And then I went and bought two of what she was talking because I'm like, I struggle with mascara all the time because it's bumpy <laughs> and I'm like DMing her. Very yeah. good. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's been a great success as well. So today yeah. what we wanted to talk about, which I was super interested to hear because, as I said, I watched your Insta really go nuts kind of thing with Motherhood Melbourne and I watched your launch of your skincare product and I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. So today we're talking about how to launch a new product, service, event or business and all of the tactics that you've used. So I am super excited to dive in. Oh, thank you. Me too. And I think I'm excited because I do speak with so many biz women and, you know, they get really upset that they didn't see the results they wanted or they start saying things like, oh, my product sucks or my event sucks, I suck. And it's like, no, none of that sucks. Like it's actually really amazing. It's just that your strategy sucked or you didn't have a strategy because you were too busy making the product or, you know, writing your sales page that you forgot about all the other things. You just have to reach those people that will love your product or love your service. So yeah. So I really just want to show what we did because um, we've been able to have sales from the minute we went live to having sales every week and being able to pay ourselves a wage every week, which has been really nice. Amazing. Amazing. And I do think that, like you said, a lot of people kind of go into it, they're really passionate about what it is that they do, the product, the service, yeah. and there isn't really a strategy behind like what they're doing. They just think, well, I'll just kind of see what other people are doing and then I'll just kind of try and do that. <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, even this morning I was speaking to someone, she's like, I'm just kind of doing Instagram. I don't really have a strategy. <laughs> I'm not really sure. And I'm like, okay, let, we can talk about that. Yeah. But, but very good. Well, let's dive in. So Absolutely. where should we be starting? What are the things that you did at the beginning? Okay. The first thing I think you need to do is be a goal getter. And what I mean by that is that how do you know your launch is successful if you haven't defined success? So you need to sit down and work out a goal. Um, so that you know where you've got to aim for, or you can look back in retrospect and say, okay, what went wrong? It gives you just that ability to analyze how it's going or track how it's going. And for me, I loved, like, honestly, this happened at the best time when your episode 43 came out, um, badassery, goal setting and vision boarding. It was honestly the best. And as soon as I listened to that episode, I wrote down what our goal was uh, using that. So do you want to explain a little bit about what that is? Yeah. You probably explained it better than me. Oh, or they could just go and listen to the episode. There you go, listen to the episode. It's really long. Well, it's not really long. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that you get out of it. At the end of the day, it really is about being quite defined with yeah. what it is that you want and kind of being a bit badass and kind of backing yourself Yeah. Um, and knowing that you can achieve it. And then vision boarding was really, I talk about it in detail, but uh, I interviewed somebody else. And it, this is not a new concept, but really almost speaking your future into reality um, is really being very specific about exactly where you're heading and what you want. Um, and then journaling it, vision boarding it, like looking at it every single day and saying, I've achieved this yes. sort of thing so that you're thinking about it. But my question around goal setting is that if it's a new product or service, mm. how do you know what success looks like if it's the first time you're doing it? Yes, yes. So I think you really need to be realistic because when we sat down and did this, Marie was like, we're going to sell this many and blah, blah, blah. Like she's really excited. And I was like, Marie, <laughs> like let's just come back down to earth a little bit. Let's set something that's realistic for us that we think and let's work out how, like you break it down, like you go, okay, instead of us, it wasn't a, a money amount. We were like, this is how many orders we want to have. Because I think it is hard to say, I want to make this much money yeah. for us because it's a product. It's like, this is the amount of orders we want to get. Okay. If we want these orders over a certain period of time, how many do we have to try to sell per week? And how are we going to do that? So I think when you break it down like that, it's a little bit easier. But you do, you give yourself something realistic so you're not, you know, in the fetal position crying about it. Um, and for us, what we do, we actually, I do weekly goals for us. And 
So we break that down. If you haven't started your business, then our weekly goals were around email subscribers and Instagram followers and Facebook um, page likes because that's all we had to measure. So whatever you've got to work with, that's what you do. And I like the weekly ones because even when I look back at the start, and I've still got them for Motherhood Melbourne as well. So when I look back to that first day that I, you know, started, I can see I had zero amount of Instagram followers. And then, you know, you can see then how far you've come. Um, but it also gives you a way to measure because you go, oh, I didn't get any sales that week. And it's like, okay, did my email list grow? How many people opened the email that week? Okay, not many people opened it. Well, maybe I need to work on my email subject line so people open it because I know when they open it, they're going to find something really good and valuable in there and then hopefully they'll work with me. So I think, yeah, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say, I almost want to take a step right back from that as well because you were talking about your pre-launch strategy. Yes. Yeah, so I almost want to dig into that a little okay. bit too okay. because I feel like goal, setting your goals is really important, but what were you doing to get the emails, to get the followers, to like yeah. what were those activities? Yeah, yeah. So with us, so for Facing Motherhood? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to get, um, well, the first thing. Well, was, both. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well, with Facing Motherhood, the important thing is wherever you are speaking to people and communicating with them, you need to have a call to action on every single time you speak. So if you put a post on your Instagram, at the end, there should be a call to action. And a strong one to put is sign up to blah, blah, blah. And ours is because we have a freebie on there, which is the seven deadly skincare sins. So to get that free guide, we say that you just need to become a VIM and we'll slip it into your inbox. Yeah, I am. Very important, Mama. That's what we call it. So that is a way that we grow our list. And then, you know, when we go on and do our stories, uh, Marie does Tips Tuesday every week and they go nuts. And the call to action always at the end is to become a VIM because we think it's more important that someone actually is in constant communication with us and hearing from us um, than it is to necessarily just go straight to our website and buy. Because if they just buy something, of course, we know they're going to love it. Um, but we want them to hear about future products or other products that they haven't tried. And that's the best way for us to communicate with them. So we always have a strong call to action. Wherever you speak, you tell people to sign up to become a VIM. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Now, question, who does your copy? Oh, I do. You, because you've got a very savvy voice. I've got, I love your brand voice and the little, like, the, the names of your products yeah, and, like, VIM and all that. Like, it's really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I do all the copy. So I'm the copy, social media newsletter person, the tech person, even though I'm not techie. Um, <laughs> So Marie and I really complement each other in that way. We have completely different skills. Like she still has a fax machine. And, and I think I've ruined her life because I put email on her phone and she'd never had email before on her phone. So I've literally ruined her life now. And I have to tell her still to check her emails. I'm like, Marie, check your emails. <laughs> Classic. I love that. And did you always love words? I do. I do. Words are my thing. I just, I don't know. I really like it. And I think it is that creative expression that when you have your own business and can create a tone that you get to, you get to just go with it. Play. Have fun, play. Yeah. 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 Really not held back. So yeah. So I guess going on to my second point is that you should have your email marketing set up and I would dedicate a week, a month, whatever it is for that to be one of your big goals. Whether you already got your business established, you need to go back and revisit it and be like, do I have something enticing that will help people to sign up? And I know a lot of people like to do discounts and we don't do discounts. So a lot of, um, especially product businesses. And the reason we don't do that is because we like to educate and give value in other ways. And we don't want someone to just buy because there happened to be a discount. We want them to really understand the products and what they can do for them. Um, so I think that's really important that you have something that's really enticing on there. But the other thing I find weird when someone's launching and sometimes it can take six months for them to launch. They have their sign-up thing, people sign up, and then that's it. You don't hear from them until they launch that product or service or event. And I'm like, what are you doing? 
what, like, why would they open your email in six months time if they haven't even heard from you? This gives you an opportunity to really warm them up and tell them so much about what you have to offer. So by the time it comes to launching, it's not the first time they've heard from you. They don't delete the email and go, I don't even know who that is. So I think it's important to have regular communication with them. It doesn't matter if you're not ready to launch. Um, you just really need to hype it up and get people excited. And so how long before you launched did you start the email list? As so, Like I had the email list before I set up our social media because that was our call to action for people to jump over to it. And what we had is obviously the freebie when people come along, but then I had six weeks of a welcome series set up so that for the first six weeks when we were doing the social media and doing all the background work because we were still getting the products ready, it gave me a breather to not have to do the newsletters every week. Um, but that's still what happens when people sign up, they go into our six week welcome series. So they get an email once every week um, that really introduces them to the brand, to Marie and I and to our products. And so did you use uh, Motherhood Melbourne as your as the initial launch, as in before you would launch the product, did you let your subscribers know that the product was coming? Is that where they came from initially? No, 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 no. So when we started Facing Motherhood, Marie and I didn't actually share it to our personal ones just yet. We did a little bit sneaky we, because I think also I wanted to stand on my own two feet without having to you know, sell to that audience or promote to that audience. Okay. Have something there. When I did share it to Motherhood Melbourne, we did have a lot of people come over, which was fantastic. Um, but I love when there's completely new people that, you know, have no relationship with me over there that I've actually get to create a completely different relationship with new people. So yeah, we were just sharing it on social media. That's how we were getting people over. But that's what, so that's really interesting because you had the list before you started your socials. So where were you sharing the details to sign up? No, no, no. We, we had it set up so that oh. when we started social media, that was the first call to action. That was the only call to action we could do because we had no website for them to go to. Okay. So, yeah. So we wanted to make sure that we were in communication with them, even though we didn't have a website or products for them to buy yet. So yeah, we set our social media up three months before we actually went live on our site and we didn't even show a product like the actual physical finish of a product until a week before we went live. Well, the photos you had on it were beautiful though, like of oh, the two of you, you and that and your kids and that it was gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But I think that's the other thing. People get really scared when it comes to socials because they don't have their product ready or they don't have their page ready or their website. And I think there's so many creative ways that you can still share what's coming without having to show it. So for us, we just put like the product on our hand and I took a picture of Marie's hand and talked about that. And it's not the best picture. Like it's me taking an <laughs> open picture and one of our products is an exfoliant that's brown. So that's not attractive yeah. at all, but <laughs> you know, we can still talk about it. It didn't stop us from talking about it. It didn't stop people from saying, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to try that. It sounds amazing. Imagine if we just waited until we went live. Like yeah. it just wouldn't have worked. And so the six-week nurture sequence, your emails, yeah. so was it, what was it talking about? Was it talking about the products? Was it talking about skincare in general? Like what was it? Yeah, so I feel like a welcome series is really about taking it slow, like you're dating someone. And so for us, it's about talking about Marie and I because we really want them to know that there's two sleep-deprived mums behind the brand, like we're, we're real people. So we introduce them to our story and how that started. We talk about our brand values because we are natural, we are vegan. Um, we talk about... I'm just trying to think. We give a lot of tips. So we give skincare tips. We give self-care tips. And it's not until about email five that we actually share a product. Mm. So someone's really familiar with a bit more of our background and where we're coming from and our why. And then we introduce our most popular um, product, which is our eye cream. So okay. it's not until then that we actually say, hey, like we have this product. It's amazing. This is why, you know, and you can have a look at it. Um, and then the other thing we do, we set up a birthday email too. We collect email, we collect people's birthdays. And I think it's really cool because if you have something that you can collect, 
that can help you to personalize um, information, then that really helps. And with Motherhood Melbourne, I collect postcodes. And the reason I collect postcodes is because a lot of the brands that work with me are service-based or location-based. And if someone comes to me and says, hey, I have a business in Ballarat, I can say, look, I actually don't really have an audience in Ballarat. I don't think I can help you. Or when I'm looking for sponsors or I'm looking for somewhere where I want to perhaps do an event, I might say, okay, well, I can see most of the people on my list um, who are most likely going to buy are in the north. I should probably pick a location in the north. So it actually really helps to inform what you can do. Amazing. That's really interesting. I was actually saying the other day I went to an active campaign because that's what I use, yeah. um, workshop. I said the geotargeting is so bad that, yeah, I mean, it would be great to be able to actually geotarget people like for workshops in Sydney or Melbourne or whatever, but it's not that accurate. So we were just looking at putting in when somebody signs up, like which state are you in so that we capture that properly. Yeah. It's like I know somebody lives in St Kilda and is telling me they're in Alabama. I'm like, that's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so having those fields, that's, that really helps. Or if you have, um, you know, like you might do how old are your kids or how many of you, how, you know, how many kids do you have? Like you might just want to find out a little bit more information so you can tailor uh, your newsletters to those people. Awesome. Okay, cool. And so just talk to me about the free guide for facing motherhood as well. So yes. what made you come up with that? Why, why did you think that that was going to peak interest? Because we knew um, from, we just, that when we were giving skincare tips, that there were a lot of things that you could change, like bad habits that people have, and that we could give information about how to change, like what they were, and then how to change them, but without having to spend money. Mm. So for us, that was a really big win on, on writing it. And the great thing is Marie has all the knowledge, and then I like to write it up in a bit of a fun you know, tongue in cheek way. So yeah, and we love it. And we love that uh, people, you know, even DM us and be like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I didn't know about the pillow thing. Or, you know, they say things that come from our guide and we find that really funny, but it's also really easy to pull out things from that guide to put into say a social media post um, to then say, okay, here's, here's one of the seven deadly sins to get the rest of them, you know, become a VIM. So give me one or two just so that my listeners can get a sneak peek. I'm being cheeky. Oh, gosh. Okay. So one of them we talk about is over. What's the pillow? Hang on. I want to know oh, what the pillow is. Okay. So, <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, what about the pillow? Yeah, yeah. So if, you, if you're actually, so your pillow has obviously so many um, germs and oils and that your, your hair products that you're using. And then when your face is on that, you're going to break out if you're not regularly washing your pillow. So according to Mama Marie, you should be washing it every day. And I was like, Marie, people won't do that, hun. Um, but that is the recommendation. Does she? She does. <laughs> Wow. So we say, obviously, you know, at least every couple of days you should be changing your pillowcase. And that's just something simple, easy to do, but we don't do it. And we don't, I guess we don't know. Like before you think about it, you go, oh, but I, you know, mine sit mine there for a week. And then if, yeah. So. I'm not going to tell you how long mine's there. Okay. Anyway. Right. <laughs> so is it the pillowcase? Yeah, the pillowcase. Pillow case, not the pillow. Okay. No, it's the pillowcase right. that you need to be changing. So if you've got quite a few pillowcases, then that can help with the rotation. Sure. But that's what I mean. That's one of the things. And when you read it, you're like, oh, my gosh, you freak out. But it's something so easy to change. And we love that we can help someone just by giving them information. That's amazing. Well, obviously... Ladies, the seven deadly skincare <laughs> sins. You'll have to go and check out what the other six were now that we've given you that life-saving tip. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tonight is going to look at their... I know, I'm going to go look at my board. When did I last wash that or change it? <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, great. So we've talked about making sure you've got the goals set. You talked about getting your email um, sorted so you're connecting with people because we talk about it all the time. Your social could go away tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's always good to be connecting with people. And I do read my emails. Like I think people kind of think, oh, you know, I don't really read my emails anymore. I do. I read my emails because I'm not subscribing to as many anymore. And so the ones I subscribe to, I am reading. Yes. Yes, exactly. So email is not dead is my point. 
No, it's definitely not dead. And I can say we, when we launched Facing Motherhood, we sent out our email first and then about a half an hour later, then we posted on socials. But we had sales within 10 minutes of sending that email out. It's amazing. And three quarters of our sales that night came from our email list. And we didn't have a big email list. So, but we had really good sales that night um, and it came from our email list. So I find it crazy that people don't do that. And when we send out an email, like even Marie, because she gets the orders, she'll be like, oh, did you send out an email? We got orders. And I'm like, yeah, I did. So I love that correlation. Yeah. When you can see that it works, that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So what was the next thing you did? Yeah. So I guess for us, um, and we've talked about this a bit already, but it is about just being on your socials and sharing what you have coming up. So I love, Suze, that you do this, like you're writing a book. I know that you're writing a book because you've been sharing it on your stories. And I love that because I'm ready to buy that book. But if you just came out one day with an Instagram post or whatever and said, Hey guys, I have this book and it was already published and you've got your photo and it's ready to buy. Like I would already buy it anyway. (laughs) But if someone hadn't fallen in love with you just yet, if this this was the first time they came across you on social media, they're not going to buy it because they didn't know you were writing a book. So I think it's really great to use social media to tease out a launch and what a great way to do it. So if I give an example with an event, so you might do some stories around showing the venue that you're going to be at. Be like, I've got this really cool venue, guys. Let's go and do a tour. This is where the grazing table will be set up. This is where this will be set up. So you can really show that. Then you might do a post Um, that's going to give some information about, I have this event and this is for you if, and then you tell people, you know, who is right for this event, like what they're going to get out of it. Then you might do some, a poll. You can do a poll on Facebook. So it's like, okay, should we have donuts or bliss balls when you walk in the door? What would you prefer? So you're really getting people hyped up about it. And I've done two events with Motherhood Melbourne and I sold both of them out and I sold both of them out, like half the tickets out on the night that I launched it because I teased out and yeah, I teased it out over three months. And I know that's a long time, but mums are busy and I figured they probably don't see all my posts. (laughs) Yeah. I say that all the time. I think people think that they do. They think that they're overselling or that they're talking about things too much. Yeah. And you can just never talk about it enough because people are probably seeing like one or two in five or six. Yes, yes. And I think when people think, yeah, that they think that they're saying it all the time. And I even like caught Marie on this. I said to her, she said in one of the Insta stories, I know I talk about this all the time, but, and I said, Marie, please don't say that because no one watches all our stories. Um, And even if they do, they might not be listening or they're distracted. They've got kids. So don't ever think that people are seeing something too much. They're not. And if you think that way, I want you to go to your favorite person that you follow on social media and look at the last nine posts that they've done. And I bet you, you've seen one or two of them. You just won't have seen all of them. And even if you did, you definitely didn't read all of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. You can never tell people enough. And social media is a really great way to hype people up about something. Awesome. I love that. And so, with, uh, and so with your skincare, yes. what did you do in stories in the run up? In the run up. Yeah. Yeah. So really we use stories as a way to talk about our products and give value. So we don't always talk about our products. Like if anyone watches Marie's tips um, Tuesday, she will talk about skincare and skincare problems. And she'll give tips that don't always relate to our product being the solution because we don't want people to feel like we are, you know, constantly just selling our products. So I think when you give value, people come back to you. Yes. Yeah. So that was the way that we use stories. But we also did some things like I've never done a live and for Facing Motherhood, we're like, we need to go live. We need to push ourselves. We need to get out of our comfort zone. And so we started doing Facebook lives. And when we did our first Facebook live, Marie's daughter vomited on her. And we still, <laughs> because that's what happens in mum life. But that's okay because one person watched it and that's all right. We, we built up over time our confidence and we started doing them every week. So people knew to rely on us that they were there. 
So I think social media, start to use the tools that are available for you. So get on the lives, get on IGTV, get on your stories, get on your feed, start scheduling things. If there's any tool that you can use, start to explore how to do it and, and build up your confidence over time. You're better off doing it now while you have a smaller audience than when you have a large audience and you're too scared to do it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I was talking at an event this morning. We were talking about that because they're just like, I don't know what to say. I feel scared. And I'm just like, yeah. just do little ones. Like just mm. the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And you're right. Once you start to learn how the tool works. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that like once you're actually on there, I don't know if people think, oh my gosh, are like 300 people going to join me? Like you might get like two, three, four yeah. at the beginning until you kind of build up. And then people, like you said, people know. And then you get people that are joining. But by that stage, you're a pro. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I guess then I'll move on to my next one, which is about, I call this people power and it's connections, collaborations and influences. And this one connections is what helped us have an epic. We called it our unofficial launch because we actually did our site went live, but we had pre-sales for a month. So we called it our unofficial launch. Um, but one of the beliefs that I have are that people are nice and people will help you if you ask. I truly believe that. Amen, and, sister. Yeah. And so I said, well, we have a lot of friends. We have a lot of connections. We have a lot of biz people. Let's ask them to share something when we launch, when we go live. And so we asked them, we reached out to everyone and said, can you share this image and video for us on your Insta stories and tag us in it? And if you have the swipe up feature, can you please link to our website so we can have people come over? And that night we had over a hundred people share amazing yeah which was lovely and free like (laughs) so we were getting in front of all of their audiences and we were reaching more tired mums which really helped and we had within that 24-hour period 300 new people jump over to our instagram and we had 1500 people go to our website that night and we didn't even have 1500 people like we didn't have that on our list we didn't have that on our social media following and the reason we had that was because we just asked we just said hey we've got really cool friends they're lovely of course they want us to succeed yeah. let's just ask them let's ask them to share and i that's one of my tips like just reach out to people and ask them say okay if you hear of someone who needs kids shoes can you please recommend my brand to them or, you know, whatever it is that you're yeah. offering, just ask your lovely friends and family to share. Yeah, I completely agree. I just think, I think we're, we feel like we have to go out on our own a lot of the yeah. time. And you're so right. Like we want to support each other and see each other succeed. So couldn't agree more. Awesome yeah. tip. Absolutely. And then collaborations. Um, So really finding another business to join forces with that has a like-minded audience that you want to reach. And you can do that in different ways. You can do giveaways, you can do joint live, um, you know, chats on Insta, guest blogging if it's relevant, um, or you might co-host an event. So if you happen to create this beautiful um, children's play mat, why don't you hook up with then a baby massage um, specialist and then maybe even a brand that creates baby oil and create an event where that person teaches, you know, you maybe invite influencer mums to come in with their babies. The person teaches them how to do baby massage. You hire a photographer together. So you've got all those images of the beautiful babies getting that massage oil on, on your play mat. Like that's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. So it's just about finding something that collaborates or like that really has the same audience as yours. And so, and so did you do collaborations? Obviously you asked some of your friends and that to share, but yeah, do specific collaborations. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a giveaway um, with an influencer on Facebook and she has an audience over like 200,000. So it was amazing. So not only did we do the giveaway, but we gave a discount code as well. So that really helped us to reach a lot of people and also to see um, how much influence someone has. Like I was about to say that's an awesome tracking mechanism. Oh, absolutely. Because I think that's the thing. People don't often do that. Like they collaborate with people, they give them the thing, but they don't give them a discount to really track how how well the metric goes. Um, So that went really well. But this is, um, so I might go into Motherhood Melbourne because when I did a collaboration, this is how I did my pre-launch. 
strategy. So imagine me, Holly, I've got 300 Instagram followers. I've got, I don't know, 20 Facebook followers. I've got a few people on my email list. I need to launch Motherhood Melbourne. And I've literally told no one about it. Not even my husband knew I was doing it. So <laughs> my thought was, well, you can't launch something if you've got no one to launch to. What's the point? So you need to reach more people. So to me, I'm like, well, you need to do a pre-launch. So I was like, okay, well, who do I need? I need Melbourne mums. How do I get them? So I reached out to 50 businesses and said, can you please all share a, an image on the night of my pre-launch, like a certain time, and can you provide a discount code that I can share on a blog post and, you know, you direct people over to the blog post and it's in celebration that in a week's time, Motherhood Melbourne is going to launch. And so those 50 businesses were businesses that sold either stuff for kids, babies or mums. So they had the audience that I wanted. Did you um, know them? No. Right. No, I didn't know them. And because I was so new to, you know, and I wasn't afraid to approach them. Like I go, oh, they've got 100,000 followers, whatever. I'll just email them. Who cares? So I just emailed people. I had my list of 50 people I wanted. They all had different businesses. And I said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Would you like to be a part of it? And look, I don't really have anything to offer you. But if 50 businesses all share this, we're all going to go to the same blog post and other people are going to come across your business as well so that was the incentive for them right. to that collectively we could get more eyeballs on different businesses um, and that night everyone shared the image which was an illustration all 50 people yep all 50 people amazing yes they all shared and it went nuts so this is me haven't told anyone not my friends not my husband this is when I used to have notifications on my phone my phone was freaking lighting up like a Christmas tree it was all these like people felt so I got like in one night 600 new followers on Instagram I got I think it was like 150 email subscribers for motherhood Melbourne I got all these my Facebook because um, I asked them to share the Facebook post as well it reached 15,000 people so it was in the power of cut like a collaboration is enormous and I didn't spend any money doing this um my my website like kind of died a little bit so I was like oh my gosh but that's okay because then I went on and edited the post and said hey I broke the internet um, <laughs> you know so it was really really fun but the best thing was the next morning I woke up and I had all these emails from businesses saying hey you're launching motherhood Melbourne how do I find out about advertising how do I work with you I'd like to give you a gift or I'd like to invite you to an event or you know like and I was like oh what is this like I didn't know what that was I didn't know that I and then I had to tell my husband because he's like what is going on and I was like oh I'm kind of doing this thing <laughs> And he, what did he say? Hey, well, he said to me, he goes, sounds like you're kind of onto something. You should probably, um, I don't know, try to, try to like hit while the iron's hot. And I was like, okay, how do I do that? <laughs> so then I just had to work it out from there. And I just emailed someone who was in a similar sort of, I guess, area. And I yeah. said, hey, this has happened to me. Um, what do I do? And that person emailed me back and gave me tips and it was lovely. Amazing. Yeah, that's what I mean. People are nice. Yeah. Awesome. And you know what? One of the businesses that turned me down to being on that blog post and sharing, they emailed me the next day and said, we'd love to be a part of it. And I said, I'm sorry. It's already like I've already done it. You can't be a part of it. <laughs> so funny because they saw the buzz that happened and they saw the hype that happened around it and you know and it was like well that's what I mean to have like almost 50 business like if you ask 50 businesses and for like 49 of them to do it it's amazing that's yeah. so incredible I love that yeah yeah so that was my goal I was like I need 50 businesses and I'm going to find them I love that that yeah. is so good now influencers yes I yes. I am always intrigued by this. Okay, what are you intrigued by? Because I well, love how people think it's a mystery, but it's really not. Well, it's just once again, it's finding. I think with baby things yes. and motherhood and that, like I can think off the top of my head who some influencers would be. Fashion, yes. I can think of influencers. Yes. Um, but it's just, I think it's the agreement. It's mm. the agreement, the metrics, the that sort of thing. I am always intrigued by that. I have not used influencers in my business 
I have openly said I've got I haven't got a clue what kind of influences yeah. I would use for myself. Um, but I'm always interested to see how other people use it and how it's worked for you. Yes. Well, okay. So the interesting thing with us um, with facing motherhood is that we could use influencers quite easily because I'm friends with a lot of them that are in the mum space because of motherhood Melbourne. So I do have that advantage. Um, but we haven't just yet used them in in that or not use them because I, I don't really like that term, worked with them in that way. Yeah. What we're doing is, one, is giveaways. I think is a great way because if you're going to gift an influencer to try your product, then what you want is for people to come over to you. They're not necessarily just going to come over because they saw it in a few Insta stories. So I think by doing something clever, by then saying, okay, yes, we will gift this product to you or we'd like to pay you to try this product and share it, but we'd also like to do a giveaway. So that okay. way then you are going to get those followers. But once you get those followers, you need to still do the work to yeah. get those people to convert them. And I think that's the thing that people don't understand. They go, oh, I gave someone so a gift or oh, they shared a post about it and then nothing happened. I didn't get a sale. It's like, okay, so for example... We've actually been really fortunate that some influencers have bought our products without us even approaching them. And, what, and because sometimes you don't actually know their names, um, we don't know when the order comes through until we see them share it on their Insta stories free, like we haven't talked to them. And for example, one of them shared it on her story and it was our eye cream. She's like, I saw this all over Instagram, so I bought it. And we got you know, quite a few followers come over and I was like, Marie, you need to jump on Insta stories now and talk about the perks of our eye cream and tell people to sign up to our email list because that's what we needed to do. We could see these people coming over. Well, now we need to get them over to our website and we need to get them onto our, our email list because then they get to continually hear about how awesome we are. <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. You need to... So I feel like if you ever do something big with an influencer, make sure that that night or the next day, whatever platform you're on, that you then tell the story about your business, about your product, why it's so good, who needs it. You, you need to not just be like, oh, I'll just do a random post about whatever. It's like, no, this is the time when people are looking at you. You need to get them and you need a strong call to action, whatever that is that you want them to do. Yeah. Well, it's like your husband said, strike while the iron is hot. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think this is the thing with an influencer. Just remember at the end of the day, they're just a person that's sitting there and they need to work with other businesses. So if you don't approach them, someone else will. And I get emails every day from brands. Like it's not a new thing. Yeah. So don't be scared to do it, but also don't expect a lot if you're not going to pay. Yeah. That's my other thing because... And it's really interesting seeing it from the other side. A lot of the big businesses don't want to pay. They're like, hey, we want to give you a muesli bar. And I'm like, I don't work for muesli bars. I'm sorry, but I have bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're like, oh, but I want you to do six stories. I'm like, no. Like what you're asking me to do is going to take time and you're not respecting the fact that it took me two years to get here. Yeah. It took me two years of staying up till, you know, midnight chatting with my peeps on DMs. Like it took me that long. So I think that you know, if you're working with an influencer, perhaps check, do they have a media kit? That was, that would be yeah. the first thing. Do they Gosh, have a that's like kit? taking me back to my blogging day. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting. And I just think it's like with, um, with speaking or with, you know, even working with clients on services, it's just yes. being really clear about what your pricing is on different things yes. so that it's not an awkward conversation and if somebody approaches you you can just kind of go here you go yeah and then they can make the decision exactly yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so just ask just email um don't dm i find that really rude when business not rude but it's it there's like, not a relationship there yeah and the yeah. first contact is an ask yes it's not cool it's not cool no, yeah no um, and also you want to work with people that are professional and they're on emails. You know, if people are just doing them in their DMs, I mean, it's probably not going to go that well. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think you'll get a gut feeling for working with an influencer. And you might think, oh, well, how, like in whatever industry you're in, your influencer might not necessarily be someone that has a big following on social media. That doesn't mean someone has influence. They might be, if you're working, say, yours is a business sector. So yours is going to be someone who, you know, gets hired for a lot of business gigs or has a podcast or whatever it is. So it's looking for different ways that people have influence and trying to work out how to best get on their radar and then how to get in front of their community. But remember the end of the day, that influencer wants the best for their community. So that's what you're not only offering them something, but you really need to be offering their community something. Cause I find that really hard when people are like, I want to give you a muesli bar. And I'm like, I don't care about your muesli bar. And if I don't care about it, why would my people care about it that I get a muesli bar? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that does nothing for my community. Whereas someone's like, oh, you know, we'd like to give you this product. We also want to give you some to do a giveaway for, and we also want to give you a discount code. So to me, I'm like, okay, well, you know, cause a lot of times I will turn down free product. Well, and say, I'd actually like to give that away to my community yeah. because I like giving it like, a, you know, it's fun being Oprah. <laughs> There's only so much stuff you want anyway. Exactly. I'm a minimalist, so I don't like it. Yeah, same, same. Well, when I look at my office, I may not think that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I do, like I care about other mums getting free stuff. So to me, if someone approaches me from a point that it's about... Um, you know, where they can really see like Melbourne mums would really benefit from knowing about this product or service. When they come from that place, I'm a lot more interested than when they're just looking at me. If that yeah. And I think also when you do have a community, you want, like, it is a joy to be able to give them things yes, and absolutely. to be able to say, you know, the community that we've built, the influence that we as a collective has created, it now gives you these perks. Like I want to give, do giveaways and things like that. And I think yeah. that, that that's what community should be about anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Awesome. What else what- did you do? Tell us everything. Okay. So what we're doing now with influencers, and we're just starting this tonight, actually, we're doing a joint Insta live every Thursday with a mum and not necessarily always big influencers. Like we're going for people that, you know, are really engaging and fit the vibe of our brand. So we do have some small and some big. Um, And the good thing is, like I said, a lot of them have actually tried our product because they've bought it. We didn't give it to them. So we're doing joint lives, but we're also giving them a discount code to share with their community. So it's set up that's specific for them. Um, So that's another way that we're working with influencers and stay tuned for the future to see what else we do. (laughs) So what is happening on the live with the influencer? Yeah. So we're going to be chatting with them about mum life, about their skincare routine and about self-care. So we're talking about all relevant topics that we talk about, but instead of us saying it, they get to, you know, listen to their favorite person. Um, And then their person, you know, their community get to hear from us. They're like, oh, what's facing motherhood? Oh, it's skincare for mums. I'm a mum. And so, and so when is that? That's tonight? Yeah. So it is, okay, so this is not going live on the day that we're recording it. Oh, okay, sorry. But (laughs) it will be every Thursday night. Um, So today is the 16th of May. And 2019 and so how long will you be have you got like a series planned or it's just going to be for as long as it goes like what are you thinking yeah yeah we're, we're going to commit to it every thursday night um until whenever we'll just- <laughs> for the foreseeable future yeah, for the foreseeable future <laughs> well marie and i do our business meetings on thursday nights anyway so we're like okay. we might as well go live um but we, we'll measure it we'll see how well it goes so after a month we'll say hey did did we get any, uh, we'll be able to see the metrics. Did we get any new Instagram followers? Did we get any new email subscribers? Like what happened in that period? Was it successful or is it a waste of time? Can we do something else? I love the testing of it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, the podcast does normally go live on a Thursday anyway. So if you are listening to this on a Thursday, then obviously head over to Facing Motherhood. What time? 8.30. 30 8.30 p.m. (laughs) <laughs> on like yeah australian eastern standard time yes uh and that'll be on the live i'll be checking that out I'm, I'm recording a podcast tonight but i'll check out the recording yeah yeah well we have someone in fashion coming up in a few weeks so you should check that one out because i know you'll love that 
Lovely. Awesome. <laughs> but you know, you can do things like that too. I mean, you have your podcast, so you're speaking to business experts in that way, but you could do joint Insta lives then with someone who um, does PR or, you know, whatever it is, because then you're getting in front of their biz audience that needs someone in marketing and branding. Awesome. Love it. So good. <laughs> All right. And then the last one um, for the strategy is face to face. So if we love in real life. Yeah, you have to, it doesn't matter if you're an online business, nothing beats face to face and nothing builds, you know, that, um, no like trust factor better than getting face to face. So for some examples for people are obviously events, activations, doing speaking gigs and markets, because you want people to see you, hear you, like you. Um, but also your, if you are a product-based business and you're like, I know people would love this if, if they just touched it, you know, if they just felt it. So that's the best way to do that is to start getting that word of mouth out by going and doing that. And you don't necessarily have to have an event. You might like to then jump in front of someone else's event. Um, so if you're a VA, you might say, hey, Suze, I know you have all these biz meetings, um, breakfasts. I'd love to come and just spend t 10 minutes telling people how to get to inbox zero. And so that VA gets in front of business women and then they go, actually, at the end, if you don't have time to get to inbox zero, how about you hire a VA? <laughs> <laughs> Fancy that. Fancy that. There's a call to action. Um, so with us, what we did, when we did our, the first time we sent out our orders, we picked the very first four people that ordered and we actually hand delivered it to them. I saw that on Insta yeah. stories. That was so cute. Yeah. So we filmed it all. We brought them flowers and some extra stuff. And yeah, it was really cute. It was really fun. And it was a great way to say thank you to the first four people that bought from us. And thank goodness they all lived. Tonight. I was about to say. No. <laughs> They were all in Melbourne. I know because we were like, oh, maybe we'll we'll do a random thing and just pick people out. And then we're like, no, let's go with the first four because, you know, they actually live near us. So that works logistically. <laughs> but it was good. And we got a lot of people come over and we like we could see that night too. Like we had orders come through and they were people we didn't know. And we're like, okay, they've, you know, come through from what's happened that day. And then we've also set up for Facing Motherhood. We're doing a nap party. I saw I'm like, I'm like, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, because our thing is, you know, it's all about tired mums and we want to help them. So we decided that if someone bought between a particular period of time, so when we launch to whatever date, then they go in the draw to win tickets to our nap party. And not only that, but they win two tickets. So they get to come along. They've already bought our stuff and they get to meet us, but then they get to bring along another tired mum. And that tired mum gets to meet us and experience our product as well. And we all get to have a snooze. So I was about to say, I don't think there's going to be any snoozing. I think there's going to be a lot of drinking and a lot of chatting. <laughs> With lots of face masks and things like that. I'm not seeing a room full of mums fast asleep together. But anyway. No, no, no. We definitely, we, we, we've got a, a lady that's doing, you know, the meditation mindfulness. Oh, okay. And um, we'll be It's like facilitated napping. Yeah, it's facilitated napping. Like, that's what I mean. It actually is meditation, but we've just said it's a nap party. Because nice. I'm definitely falling asleep and snoring. I love it. So when's that? So that's in a few weeks' time. Okay. Yeah. So that's really exciting. And so did you, so it's an invite only or did yeah. you, you're giving away some tickets? What's happening? Yeah. So people couldn't pay to go to it. Only our customers could go into the draw. Right. So it was another incentive for people who were a little bit on the fence. Um, and if they happen to be in Victoria, because obviously it could only be for people living in in Victoria, but it was a way to say, okay, if you buy um, before this time, then you're going to go into the draw to win this. And we had a lot of people who were like, I definitely want to come. And they were saying, can I just buy a ticket? And we're like, no, you can't buy a ticket. You have to I love it. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. And so, uh, and so what's the overall response been generally for facing motherhood? Like, Good. I think it's been better than what Marie and I have expected. I mean, we hoped it to be good, but we're just getting great feedback. And I think what's exciting is that uh, mums are using products that they hadn't used before. So for example, the eye cream and, you know, eye creams have been around forever, but it's never really spoken to a tired mum. Like, no, you know, it's normally like you need an eye cream because you've got wrinkles. It's like, I'm not old. I'm tired. <laughs> 
So <laughs> I have to say your brand positioning uh, is fantastic. Like it is very specific. And when you sort of said we're targeting mums because there really isn't any other skincare that does that, I was like, how is that possible? That's so I true. Know. But how is that possible? I don't know. It just, yeah, and it is weird. That's why we love when we hear people say, I've never used an eye cream before and I bought yours. Because we're like, wow, we're like really changing people's behavior because, like, we know it's working when we hear comments like that. We love yeah. that. And so, is it shipping in Australia only? It is shipping in Australia only at the moment. For now. Um, yeah, for now. And we are really, this year is about validating our ideas and seeing how things go. So we only launched with four products because we wanted to see, did we get the pricing right? Did we get the marketing right? Did we get the branding? And next year, then we've got bigger and bolder plans, but I won't go into that yet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know. I'm like, are you going wholesale? Are you going oh, international? Are you ready? We already have wholesalers. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, so so we're, like, we're what stores or like where are they so they're in online stores a lot of the hampers that are for new mums oh. they're the ones that are selling and we also do stock with um businesses that have mums as clients so for example if you're a photographer and you do maternity or newborn shoots then you can also wholesale through us too um, because you might like to give a really luxurious gift to your client Oh, amazing. So, yeah, so we've got a lot of, um, we've got about, I think, five wholesalers at the moment. We've only, yeah, just launched. Two wow, that's amazing. So that is part of our strategy for growing as well. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so amazing. I really, yeah, I love watching somebody like go from zero to zero to hero <laughs> for tired mums <laughs> so, that's so good and yeah your pre-launch strategy and those key steps I think so many times we kind of just go into things and hope for the best and cross our fingers and just think oh we'll just work it out as we go which yeah. you can obviously do some of that too but these are just some really core foundational things that you can do to maximize your success when you're launching Absolutely. A new product or service or event or biz. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and guess what? What? I have a discount code for your, <laughs> your biz mum. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Give it to <laughs> me. What is yeah. it? They need eye cream because if you're in business and you have kids, you're even more tired. You need eye cream. Um, so we have it's biz mum, biz yeah. mum 10. So they get 10% off at Facing Motherhood and it's valid until the end of June. So B-I-Z-M-U-M 10. Awesome. Well, I'll put all that in the show notes <laughs> as well. And we'll share that on our Insta and wherever else. Uh, and, yeah, that is awesome. Thank you so much for that. That's all right. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. It's so Holly's been such a huge supporter of the podcast. I did do an episode a while ago where it was kind of like what I had learned from podcasting. And I said, uh, and don't put too much stress on yourself if you're doing a podcast. Like nobody's sitting there waiting for your podcast to come out. And Holly sent me a video going, um, I'm at the zoo and I go there on a Thursday morning and I listen to your podcast. So I am waiting for it. Yes, I am. And you didn't do a podcast episode last week. Last week. Devastated. I was like, what is she doing? Oh, she's gone to New Zealand. Okay, I guess so. I did think of you and I was just like, I'm like, I don't have time to hustle to podcast and I'd run out of my batching. But anyway, all good, all good. So Holly, for those who are in the car wrangling kids or on a walk, where can they find you? Yes, so they can find us at facingmotherhood.com.au and on Insta and Facebook as Facing Motherhood. And then if you are a Melbourne mum as well, motherhoodmelbourne.com.au and Motherhood Melbourne on Insta and Facey. Fantastic. We will have all of those links in the show notes. So make sure you head over there and check them out and go and follow this amazing lady and her crew, but I will also have the discount code, which is bizmum10 for 10% off until the end of June. Uh, and this podcast will most likely be going out in the next week or so. So you'll have at least a month and a half, I think, to um, be able to access that, which is super generous. Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I love having Holly on the podcast. 
I have watched her really successfully launch obviously her two businesses and really create such an engaged community who love what she does and love the products and services and conversation. And I think that she's an absolute natural born leader and wordsmith as well. I think she's so clever with the way that she puts things together. So obviously make sure you go and check that out. Make sure you check out the discount code as well, which obviously, as we said, is going to be available for, well, I guess a month from when this podcast is airing because it will be airing on Thursday, the 23rd of May. Uh, and that's bizmum 10 for 10% off till the end of June. So make sure you go and check that out for sure. Uh, I always love having you here. Thank you so much for hanging out. It was a longer episode, but I just think when the content is good and it's helpful and it can really move your business forward and help you to do new things, then it is always worthwhile. So thanks for hanging out and for listening. If you enjoyed it, I would love you to share it on Insta or Facebook or wherever you like to hang out and tag us. So you can tag at Suze Chadwick and at Facing Motherhood so that we can obviously share your shares as well. It's it's just a full circle of love because sharing is caring. But I do love to hang out on Insta, so make sure that you come and hang out with me there, especially in stories, and send me a DM if you've got any questions. Make sure that you have subscribed to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And if there's anything that you would like me to cover or talk about, I've had a few people hit me up, then I would love to know so that we can be creating content. And when I say we... This is the royal we and maybe my guests. We can be creating content that is really specific to what it is that you need. So have a fabulous week. And until next time, make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.